When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and this safety. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and this Everybody and welcome back to the Mass Singer Wrap Up Podcast. We're here to talk about Group C once again, Episode Eight, aka Trolls Night, aka Final Wildcard Night. I am, of course, your host, Puya the Bracelet Zan Vakili, ready to break things down. And with me is my lovely co-host, who is always here. It's Liana, the Coaster Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Super busy, but always making time for the Mass Singer Podcast. We do. We love we love ourselves the mass singer. Yes. Do we love ourselves the trolls movie though? <laughs> I think that that's really the question here. Not gonna lie to you, uh an entire episode of troll sponsored content did not move the needle for me. Yeah. Um like obviously I knew it was a cross promotion thing but I didn't expect like the whole first song to just be like the troll. Like I expect uh, I don't know. I, I like the boy band songs. I guess I expected someone to be under the troll costumes at the beginning because that's kind of like the point. Like not just the trolls dancing around. But, you know, that's cool. It's a look. It's a it's a show for families and a show for kids. So I guess if you have kids and they oh, watch they, this, maybe they mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. If I was a kid, I'm f- this will fully convince me to want to go to the movie, I think. E- yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've already talked about this, how we've seen the promo twice, and I will say I was intrigued by the in sync of it all, but I don't think that they're like a huge feature in the actual movie uh, based on what I could tell. I don't know if the movie is somewhat based on the clues that all the little the the trolls, what were their names? Something in Poppy? Pop, yeah, Poppy and Branch. I don't know if I don't know if the adventures of Poppy and Branch are the same as the clue packages that we were seeing, but um, yeah, I might skip this one. As opposed to the other ones that you've devotely watched. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I've actually seen the entire Trolls franchise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm you know, people some people have the MCU, some people have Star Wars. For me, it's the Trolls universe, the Trolls cinematic go. universe. Wait, tr- the the TCU. <laughs> The TCU. I feel like that's something else. You think that's? Do you think that stands for something? Do you think that stands for something? I feel bad? Like everything stands for something at this point. Okay. <laughs> well, so. I'm gonna go with the Troll Cinematic Universe. All right. We'll run with that. But right now we have Group C once again. One of them is about to leave, leaving us with the final three, the finale of Group C, which will not be next week. Next week we're going back to Group A. 
So there's yeah. going to they're going to start whittling them down here. Yes. And I'm kind of excited for it. Like I'm excited to get back to group A to see the Oh my god, I can't even remember who's in group A. That's why we need to see group A again because uh, I Gazelle, Cow and was oh, it Smore? Smore? Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. So then um did they give us any insight? So are they going to whittle it down to the top 1? Or so we're on episode 8 now, right? And yeah. last season, how many episodes was last season? Last season was Probably um 12 do you say 12 or 13? Yeah. Was or was it only 10? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of them was the um like the road to the finale one. Uh might be, oh, no. but also this year one of them was that uh well, open holiday one thing. Yeah. So Oh yeah, that too. Yes, yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure how they're gonna whittle it down, but I have to assume that we're gonna get three episodes of each group because otherwise we're doing two more episodes from each group where they're going to get down to two then one and then we have the champion from each so yeah that doesn't make sense so that'll put us if we do one more episode from each group that'll put us at 11 episodes and then maybe there's 13 total in this season my assumption is that we're gonna be done around when survivor's done because that's usually when they finish and that's Mm -hmm. and before christmas so i think we have one more month here i think we have four more episodes so it makes sense to have one, mm-hmm. one, one. They all whittle down to one group and then a finale. The finale. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Or an extra week where we go from three to two, then the final two do a finale. Something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Then these three episodes are going to be brutal. Oh yeah. You get so... ready for some heartbreak and heartache <laughs> yeah. for sure. Oh man. Well, okay. We can make our predictions of who we think is going to make it out like of this group, for example, because I really think it's now after seeing this week, it's pretty solidified that unfortunately the anteater seems to be in third. So it's like this really tough battle, I think between the candelabra and the donut. Yeah. I think the anteater is the perpetual third placer here, no matter how you shake it. And then it honestly might come down to song choice for donut versus candelabra. Candelabra. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. All right. Well, it is time to get into it all. Let's open up with the anteater here, who I haven't gotten any closer to figuring out who the anteater is. They mentioned that they, uh, they mentioned something about lost and found. There were cars, there were planes. Uh, they've raced all across America and the UK. Are they touring or are they racing? I don't know. There was a watermelon clue, and then they could have gone pro in wrestling is the last thing I wrote in my notes. Yeah, so, okay, so the wrestling clue, because this Mm -hmm. is, like, extraordinarily specific. So I had, from the Live Aid thing from last week, I Mm -hmm. had sort of narrowed it down to feeling like this was John Oates from Hall & Oates, Maneater. Yes. Got the tiger thing mountain lion thing so i immediately control f wrestling right and wouldn't you know it he attended north penn high school was co-captain of the wrestling team in his senior year and was the section two champion he turned down wrestling scholarships uh he wrestled as a freshman at temple but then quit so anyway to me this really helps to solidify my feeling i mean i there's uh, the watermelon i'll have to go and check like some of the other ones but as soon as i saw that i was like wrap it up 
Well, we're done. wasn't we're the done watermelon here, on a bed of oats, so to speak? Oh, well, yeah, that and then the Hall of Fame clue at the very end, like Hall of Fame, Hall and Oats. I mean, it just it, like it feels so uh, these clues to me feel so obvious. And I think they feel so obvious because of the live aid clue, like because essentially you gave us a clue that really helps to narrow it down. And I know the judges are talking a lot about Farm Aid and like some other things. But the whole thing with live aid was that, you know, oh, 40 percent of the world is watching and they use that number. It wasn't just oh, a lot mm-hmm. of people have watched me. It was like 40 percent of the world has watched me. Yeah, whatever. So that really makes me again continue to narrow in down on like it has to be live aid and then now having more and more clues just really feel like they're they're hitting this one a bit strong in my opinion well i feel like the the whole watermelon thing may have left some confirmation bias for some of them because the watermelon is what one which one of the judges was it that cited john cougar melon camp again which is not a bad through line, but ultimately, if we are to believe you, I'm pretty sure the watermelon was sitting on like a bed of oats, a bowl of oats, which why would that ever be a thing? That was Nicole. It was Nicole who said that. And then obviously um, we saw that Hall of Fame star clue at after the performance, which I think leads to is uh, you said he was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something. Uh, he was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. So there's both the actual Hall of Fame clue, but then also Hall and Oates Hall. Oh, like I think it's like I think it can be it could be both. Like it could be applied to both. Interesting. Or that's I don't know. Or maybe that's just me taking it like a like a step too far. But, <laughs> but that was really what I was thinking. And then the there was like a the lost and found bin and the, the bin of like platinum records. I mean, I'm sure they have platinum records. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, what did you think of the performance? Oh, what did I think of the performance? Um I liked his interpret. So he did I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys, which is a fantastic song. I love this song. And he definitely had his own interpretation. And I think what really stood out to me, and I think Jenny mentions this, is like he does all these little runs. Like he has so much control. And it's really, it's it's like genuinely really impressive. It's almost like he's incredibly detail-oriented when he comes to the performances. And so if you really kind of have to be paying attention, it felt like, to really appreciate everything that the anteater was doing. So I personally really liked this. Yeah, I think that this was fine. I think it was better than the first performance, but I still felt like it was you know it was i didn't think guaranteed any is going to make it to the next round after this yeah i mean the thing is is that there's also tough competition with the candelabra and the donut so mm-hmm. for me i was kind of like the anteater has to really knock it out of the park and i felt like maybe there's a universe where if dep- again depending on song choice for the other two they could maybe miff it a little bit um but uh, oh and the anteater went first i did I clocked that. I was like, oh, that's an interesting choice. Because, you know, we know that the Anteater was the third placer last time because they ended up in the SmackDown. So I was thinking, oh, maybe this is the opportunity where one of the other two ends up in the bottom. They're throwing the Anteater first. But uh, but uh, no, 
anteater still ends up <laughs> as the perpetual third placer, as you said, in the SmackDown. Yeah, I feel like I no longer can read anything with the quote meta game because the anteater goes first, the cuddle monster goes last, and then immediately is in the bottom as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, you know what? That is a fact. You, you did, you said a fact. I did I something. That. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ultimately we got, you know, we got the Willie Nelson guest. We got Paul Simon. We got John Cougar Mellencamp. None of them guess, uh, the person you've named. So if you <laughs> feel very confident, I forgot uh-huh. his first name and I didn't want to just say Oates. Oats. You could call him Mr. Oats. <laughs> Sir Oats. <laughs> Sir um, Oats. I don't think he's knighted because he's can you be knight? What's the equivalent of being knighted in America? Is it the Presidential Medal of Freedom? You're asking me this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aren't you supposed to be studying for your citizenship test? Yeah. I don't think it's gonna come up. Oh, you don't think they're gonna ask? What is the equivalent the- <laughs> of getting knighted here in these United States? <laughs> yeah, what's the US equivalent of being knighted? Oh man, I guess yeah. We don't really have a monarchy, so the lord and lordess ship. L- wait, what's a female lord? If we're gendering them, a lord and a lordess. Is it not lady? A lady. A, oh yes, yes. J- oh, date. Wait, Dame Judy Dench. Dame. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. These are all things. <laughs> She's a person. Wow, we're really good at naming facts today. <laughs> I know we're like we're knocking it out the park. Definitely. Yeah, okay. No. Yeah. At 100. Yeah. yeah. So Sir John Oates is um uh is who I was thinking of of Hall and Oates fame. Okay. Well, let's now move into the Candelabra. Who comes in next? And the Candelabra. They talked about having fighting spirit during their childhood. Their family friends took them in. We did see dancing shoes. We saw. I wrote something here that I cannot decipher. Uh, we saw the castle in the background. That was a pretty big deal uh, to the judges, at least. And then we saw the blue butterfly again, which I will say. This is Michelle Williams clue confirmed for me at this point. Yes. So. OK, so. There was also like, did you mention the house burning down? No, but that, there I did write fire in my notes, so that's okay. what it was. I wasn't sure if that was like supposed to be literal, like her house burned down because mm-hmm. that was her whole story was like, oh, growing up, her mom wasn't around, kind of in and out of her life. So I didn't know if the fire was like metaphorical, of like, oh, your life is on fire, you know, chaotic, or literally her house burned down, or she was somehow involved in some kind of fire i don't know so i look we'll take that we'll take that with a grain of salt i also noticed the ring in a box with a question mark. that's what i meant i wrote rin and i couldn't tell what it was but it was ring yes yeah i don't even know what that's supposed to be like i was because you know sometimes you see things you're like oh this could be the interpretation is it like maybe married or is it like ring question Pop the question. Ask a ring question. Ring pop. Pop ring. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, you think it's one of those? Marry me? I don't know. <laughs> Marry me? <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I wasn't exactly sure. And then, yeah, the butterflies thing. So do you think, again, this goes back to, do you think it's 
specifically a Michelle Williams clue or a butterfly clue because the butterflies this time were just butterflies. Like it wasn't the butterfly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but why would they put butterflies in there again if not for the fact that because they know everyone's going to connect the two together, including the judges, probably. Oh, okay. So I feel like it would be a little too much for Mass Singer to try and uh, change that up. Yeah, because it could be that song by Crazy Town, Butterfly. Oh, that is a great tune, but I do not think there's any link here. Maybe that's the reference. I think because they explicitly <laughs> showed the butterfly, it's probably what you're meaning. Mm-hmm. But I was just, I'm just thinking about all the options. Yeah, I feel like I have a decent theory on who this could be. And okay. it's because the remember the thread I was following last week with mm-hmm. the whole like prince of princess of queen of and trying to figure it out well the judges brought a name up Uh and i feel like i would like to explore this name a little further here okay and that is one keisha cole that nicole brought up uh nicole does mention and as verified on keisha's wikipedia she's known as the princess of hip-hop soul okay Mm Uh, in last week, we did see the clue package had. Um, hold on, I have the wrong. I have too many notes open. The clue package had the map of California, as confirmed mm-hmm. by you, because I didn't know what the map was for. Uh, she was born in Oakland, California. Yeah. And then there's also. I'm not gonna lie to you. The queen of the princess of hip hop soul is what made me want to explore this person more. <laughs> Okay, not had anything. Yeah, and then are there other clues that you connected? Um, well, I can try and see if there's any link to Michelle Williams because I, if if I really do feel strongly about that one, um, ooh, 2020, Keisha Cole apologizes to Michelle Williams. What'd she say about her? Uh, Cole apologizes for insulting Williams's Super Bowl performance on Twitter, and the ladies move forward. What? Oh, so they had a Twitter drama. beef. They were beefing. Okay. Ooh, interesting. But they made up, so that's good. Okay, they've made up. That's good. We like to we like to hear that. A pretty specific beef. I feel good about this. Connects pretty well. So let me hit. Let me hit you with another another thing. Sure. Do you, do you remember last episode? One of the clues was her calling Kevin Hart. Yes. Okay. So one of Keisha Cole's albums is Calling All Hearts. Lock it in. Lock right? it in. We've won. This is it. I feel very good about this. Lock <laughs> Thank it in. Thank you, Jenny, for the inspiration. Yeah, there we go. Call, was- fourth album was Calling All Hearts. Yes. Um, and there were also dance shoes in this mm-hmm. clue package, and she was featured. Uh, on this uh, song in the soundtrack from Step Up. Huh? Is that okay? Oh, that wait, was a I little think bit I know loose. that song. Is that the original it's Step Up? Yes, with Sean Paul. I love that song. Yeah. It's a great tune. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's another one. I mean, that one's a little bit looser. The Calling All Hearts one to me is like what really seals the deal here. But I, 
I think that this is a really good guess. And also, I trust Jenny's ear as well. Or Nicole. Was it Nicole who said it? It was Nicole. We do oh, not okay, trust Nicole. Jenny's ear. Yeah, no, no, Jenny's no. We don't trust Jenny. Shooting sideways. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a pretty good sign, I think. Hmm. I think so. I think we lock it in. I think this is the, this is it. Boom. Oh my gosh. Two down. Yeah. So then let's talk about the performance. What did you think of the Candelabra here and their rendition of the um, All My Life? This was my this was so good. And like it's so tough for me to pick a top two because obviously Donut's performance will get into it, but like is very emotional. But this one I thought was so good. I think this was better than her performance last week. I think she did really well overall. Great song, great performance. The staging with the all the candles behind her I thought was so perfect. The audience with the glow sticks, just like thematically everything seemed to fit. And then on top of that, she had an absolutely stellar performance. So... Like it just it felt like everything coalesced for a really outstanding performance from her. I think if we are in a position where we're gonna go from three to one for group yeah. C, it's Candelabra. If we're gonna go from three to two to one, it's Candelabra. I think Candelabra has this group on lockdown, and mm-hmm. I love to see it. And I think Candelabra could be our front runner here. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting when we kind of get the we get the gang back together with group A and group B. But I do feel like especially this week. I mean, obviously don't get me wrong, I liked her performance last week as well, but there was something about this week that just it just hit all the right little serotonins in my brain. And I I would be happy for her to be the front runner because also I drafted her. <laughs> so yeah. a win for the world is a win for Liana. Yeah. And I and I do think there's a world that we can definitely see that happen. Now I will say Keisha Cole's name has now been brought up. And if Keisha Cole is indeed who this is, mm-hmm. I know I like 10 minutes ago I said, no, but the meta game don't matter no more. Yeah, but maybe it does. Maybe this is not good for you. Yeah. Well, let's not send her home just yet. If we can hold on to her for just a little longer, that would be ideal. Thank you, Mass Singer, very much. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so not for- ready to let her go. Don't extinguish her flame. Now, momentarily, I think she's going to be fine. Look, again, if she somehow doesn't make it out of this group as the finalist, I think mm-hmm. their shenanigans abound. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. I'm really taken with the donut as well. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's take a quick break. And then when we get back, we can talk about the donut and all the things that you're feeling about it. All right, Liana. So tell me, tell us, set us, set the stage for the donut here. Okay, so the donuts clue package movies, music, marrying his soulmate. And by the way, his whole thing is like all devoted to his his soulmate who has uh, sadly passed. But this both this like clue package, this song, but in general, this whole adventure is all sort of dedicated to her. So there was in terms of visual clues, there was a number one on one of those like slack clacky things. Um 
And then again, he's talking about how the love of his life is no longer here, left a huge hole in his heart. Um, they had the same dream of owning a studio and they did. And you can like hear him crying in the package. Like even with the voice modulation, you can tell that he's getting really emotional. And he says that most days he just feels lost, but try to honor her memory every day by going on his little donut adventures. Mm -hmm. And he, his nickname for her was my smile, which he incorporates at the end of the performance. Yeah. I feel like the donut put everyone through the ringer with a very both emotional clue pack i can't remember the last time i've heard anyone cry in the clue packages but then also the performance was very heartfelt it was a ballad and definitely pulled on the heartstrings by by a long mile and i feel like this all but guarantees that the donut's not going to go anywhere uh i think the anteater's time is done and i think that leaves us with the donut and the candelabra. Yeah, this was, this was like, I had had a hard day and I was sobbing. And most days I don't really wear mascara to work because I'm lazy. And this was one of the days because I had had like a conference thing that day and it was like stressful. And that, and I was just like bawling. I was like watching this and just like bawling both the combination of the clue package, which was already really emotional. And then the performance on top of that, I was just like sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. And I was like trying not to get mascara everywhere. I was like, Oh my God. Ah, um, I did. Okay. Uh, think i had these little like you know the pads that you use to take nail polish off i had some of those at my desk so i could kind of just like like dab 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 as i was just sort of <laughs> consistently producing tears throughout this whole thing and the thing is is like it was still a really solid performance like kind of regardless of that so the fact that then there was kind of the emotion all on top of it just made it really captivating and really compelling yeah, I think so. And I think everyone, like, again, the entire audience was feeling this as well. And I thought the song itself was good. Make no mistake. I think the, and I'm not saying the, um, the donut makes it through just off of the heartstring pulling and, and the very sad story. I think the performance was still solid as well. Mm hmm. Yeah. It was a 98 degrees song. Mm hmm. Which you're a big fan of. Yeah. I am. Yeah. That's news to me. Well, the way you said it made it seem like you're a fan. So, well, no, I feel like when we talk about boy bands, you know, we're always talking about the uh, sync and the Backstreet Boys. So we got 98 degrees. Gets get this loving. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess we already had the piglet getting this loving. So I guess so, 98 degrees has gotten enough of attention. What was the? What are your feelings on who this could be? Okay. This is very complicated because last week after we finished recording, I was like, oh my gosh, who is this? Blah, whatever. Tom Jones. Yeah, it could be Tom Jones. So then I went to go take a shower and I put on the Tom Jones. This is Tom Jones on Spotify playlist. And like one and a half songs in, I was like, oh my God, it's a hundred percent Tom Jones. No, it's not. Okay, just let me finish. Okay, let go me on. finish. Go on. I was like, this is a hundred percent Tom Jones. 
then we get to today's per- today's we get to this episode the performance and the clue package and now i'm second guessing myself all over again like i'm really nervous that i'm going to finish this i have to go back to work i'm going to throw on some tom jones while i'm finishing science and i'm going to be like oh my gosh i should have 100% committed to tom jones but i'm just not ready to commit to tom jones i keep having second guesses one based on the the voice like it does really sound like him but it also doesn't sound like him and at the same time the clue package like really again the whole story was about how he lost the love of his life and tom jones did lose i assume the love of his life his wife died in 2016 but that was seven years ago Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is recent like it really feels like the person just lost their spouse recently um and like the dream of owning a studio i don't know there's just things that aren't like 100 percent clicking i haven't had my calling kevin hart calling all hearts moment you know when it's just like oh this is super obscure this immediately clicks for me right you know he was no wrestling captain right i don't have anything like that to go compare to well here's where i want to revisit our conversation from last week especially after this clue package and maybe dare i say i'm I'm gonna be in my i told you so phase soon because i feel like the way this went Mm-hmm. With the clue package, with the number one film slate, with mm-hmm. the they've done music and movie. I think yeah. I was right. <laughs> I know. And it's so annoying because I went back and I thought about like all the Wild Wild West stuff that we got last time. And then there was the badge that I was like, oh, it's like it's a shield because Tom Jones is knighted. And and now I'm like, oh, my gosh, you can interpret this in so many different ways. I'm just I'm really confuzzled and confused all <laughs> over the place because I think I think that there is credit to what you're saying, especially with the studio thing. The studio and I think it's vague on purpose could apply to both a movie or a music studio. So and then the clacky, the slate clacky thing. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm stressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like to me, it really feels like this is somebody who has done both, has been really mm-hmm. good in music side of things, but has also been, you know, doing stuff on TV. So, or movies is what I meant. Um, yeah. Now, the thing is, I don't know much about the West, Southwest stuff. The star Southwest, like the wild, wild west. So I'm very okay. unfamiliar with that. Um, okay. We did see a bowl of peaches. So immediately I'm like, do they have a Georgia connection of some sort? Because that could mm. be a thing. Mm. Okay. So it's someone who is an actor who can sing, who mm. is maybe somehow tied to Georgia. We also have the LA connection, which again, the LA flag, like this is from last week, the LA flag, that also gives me um uh actor, like you know, oh it's LA. Hollywood. They're an actor, Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So this person was part of a mega hit that catapulted him to number one, but also put him in a box. So someone who is like typecast. If they're an actor. Maybe. Yeah, they do talk about being a well-rounded donut. And we do know, you know, obviously they're a triple threat. Uh, singing, dancing, and uh, Olymp- Olympic gymnastics. What were, the, what were the three things that the other oh. person was triple threat for? 
Um, okay, so Liana. Okay. Have you heard of a show called The Dukes of Hazard? Yes. Okay. So The Dukes of Hazard is a retelling of an English folktale, Robin Hood, and features two young male cousins, Bo and Luke Duke, who live in rural Georgia and okay. are on probation for moonshine running. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking at the Dukes of Hazard page and I'm gonna now look at the two actors who played the aforementioned Bo Duke and Luke Duke, which Luke Duke is an awful name. Uh, let me just say that is unfortunate. Um, so let's see. So we have got, is it Tom Wopat and John Schneider? Tom Wopat, uh, first achieved fame as Luke Duke. However, I'm looking at John Schneider here. John Schneider is an American actor and country music singer. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is best known for his portrayal of Bo Duke in the series Dukes of Hazard. And then also as music. But then I scrolled lower here. He has had three spouses. His most recent spouse, Alicia Elaine, passed away in 2023. Okay. So could this be what we're looking at? I mean, that clip fits. What else? I don't know. What do you mean? What What else? Like, I, I just figured this out as we're talking, as I was scrolling. So I don't yeah. have a lot for you. Okay. So that's, I guess, the Wild Wild West piece. And the music piece. And, and the, the Georgia well, piece for the show. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm just, uh, I mean, I'm familiar with the TV show, but I don't know this person's, uh, like more details, I guess. So I'm okay. still going to stick with Tom Jones for my official guess. Sure. But, uh, but it, yeah, it's definitely a possibility. I like it from the Western perspective too, especially because that was such a big part of the first clue package. Mm-hmm. And again, it also fits with the movies, TV show, that kind of stuff. What did he own a studio? Uh, let's see. Theater career, music career, audiobook career, Dancing with the Stars. I know you love oh, when, they, when they're on Dancing with the that's Stars. A, that's a really good sign. That's the best argument you've made so far. That's the best argument I've made so far. Are you joking me? Look. <laughs> How have you been fitting the clues into Tom Jones outside of you thinking that it sounds like him? It just kind of sounds like him. <laughs> Which, to be honest, great argument. Very good. Uh, yeah, there's three labels attached to, or quite a few labels attached to his wiki, but I can't tell okay. if any of these are his. It could also be like a movie studio. True. Because labels is more for music, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause oh, yeah. So in addition to acting, life. John Schneider owns and operates the John Schneider Studios where he writes yeah, and produces independent films in Holden, Louisiana. There we go. There it is. There it is. Okay. Yeah, this is a, this is pretty good. Not going to lie. Um, Schneider has also made guest appearances and recurring roles in Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman and <laughs> Walker, Texas Ranger. Okay. Yeah. But I still think it's Tom Jones, so we should probably move on. <laughs> I don't know. You're making a better argument with the clues. It just feels like it fits. Yeah. 
I haven't listened to any of his music. Okay, maybe that's what I'll do when I go back to work. I'm throwing on John Schneider's music. It's John Schneider on Spotify. John Schneider on Spotify. The This is John Schneider playlist. (laughs) And we'll see what comes up. Yeah, and then the um, what was the clue we got after the fact? Well-seasoned, enjoyed by many generations, which to be fair fits both. Um, and but definitely doesn't discount a uh, good old Johnny Boy. Yeah, because when was the Dukes of Hazard? I mean, it was like, it was end of it was in seventy nine, so seventy nine, eighties, nineties. That's many decades. Well, and I mean, it sounds like he still had like somewhat of an acting career after, like after the fact. Too, I'm looking right? at it right Music now. Plus, uh... Yeah, he was on a show called The Haves and the Have Nots between 2013 and 2021. Is that a reality TV show? No. Oh, well, it should be. It is an American crime drama and soap opera. Oh. Created, executive produced, written, and directed by Tyler Perry. Oh. Does he have any Tyler? <laughs> Do we ever get any Tyler Perry clues? They're usually so quick to do a Tyler Perry clue. Yeah, not that I know of. Yeah, uh, known to pour his heart into a song or two. This guy's got music. I like it. Yeah, he's also done a lot of both music and movies, even all the way into the 2020s. So he's not exactly been like MIA by the looks of things. Right, exactly. Which again fits with the being enjoyed, well-seasoned, enjoyed over many generations. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll crank up the Spotify. We're going to be listening to I've Been Around Enough to Know, John Schneider's greatest, most played song, according to Spotify. All right. Oh. Wow. Look at us. Yeah. Well, Liana, take us into the final performer and our final wild card for the season. Walk us through everything. Yes, so this is the cuddly monster, which the costume is huge. Like, I knew it was going to be huge. I just don't think I was, like, prepared for exactly how big it was going to be. So the cuddly monster's clue package is that they were a wild child. They grew up in a beautiful but violent place, but got out of there because of their passion. They are a generational talent. There were visual clues of sneakers, records, boxing gloves, as well as a wedding dress uh, as a visual clue, a sword and shield as a visual clue. Like we were eating here. They gave us so much. Um, But then back to the storyline is that he um, uh, struggled a lot during his career and trauma was keeping up with him and causing a lot of self-destructive behavior during the biggest time of his career. He was always unhappy and defensive, but eventually learned the tools to tame the rage. And now he's here. Oh, and one of the other visual clues was a golden bull. That's everything I had. Yeah, I got not a lot from the clue package. I feel like the golden bull immediately made me think of Dennis Rodman. However, upon the first note sang, it was abundantly clear who this was. Uh Uh-huh. A general talent, generational talent, as some would attest, our test. Oh, I didn't even hear that. Yeah. 
Um, no. The, so the thing is, I watched the episode after Liana and I had her tell me who the unmasked person was. So I knew going into the episode who it was. But the first note, Liana, I heard it immediately. I was like, I know oh, this okay. voice. I like, know this I listened voice. to this on feeds. <laughs> yeah. Anyone you listen to on even three weeks of feeds is enough to tell you everything you need to know that Meta World Peace is on the show. Yeah. <laughs> on the mass Singer. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, obviously, it definitely felt like this is someone who is an athlete. I did not get this person. I did not get it until the very end. But I did laugh very hard when it was unveiled as Metal World Peace. And then it was pretty easy to kind of like go back and put the pieces together because um, it felt like everything was a pretty much an easy fit. But uh, but yeah, it was just so funny because, you know, Ken is our basketball expert and like everybody's guessing basketball players. And I was like, okay, maybe it is Draymond Green because that was Ken's guess. And he's been like so on. He's been tapped in on the basketball side. For yeah, years exactly. Now. He has really been tapped in on the basketball stuff, <laughs> um, but not this time. Um, mm. I did agree that it was obviously a basketball player, but I was not prepared for Metal World Peace. Although also the clue at the end. So after the performance, the clue was, uh, well, it was like champ, but on a globe. So I was like, oh, it's a world champ, but it's like literally it's it's world, world like meta peace. world <laughs> yeah exactly like it's a world it's peace. so literal it was so literal but then that also goes to like hall of fame hall of notes so mm-hmm. I, I, i'm i'm not surprised it was really funny it was so it's still so weird it's after celebrity big brother whenever meta world peace shows up i just laugh like i don't know why i just i i always laugh there's something about him being on the show on Big Brother that was like so amusing to me. He like clearly didn't want to be there. He like didn't realize how much of a time commitment <laughs> this was going to be. He like kept asking people to vote him out. He was trying I voted for Chuck to stay. <laughs> I voted for Chuck. Yeah, he voted, he voted for the wrong person because he didn't understand the mechanics. He was literally targeting people that would not get rid of him. Like that was his strategy was I'm going to target the people who won't get rid of me and won't take me out of this house. Um, and then he had one of my favorite quotes that was my header for a while that was when he was it was during the spelling comp in big brother and he was like let's go nerds and one of the other contestants who's on the sideline was like which one which one of them are nerds and he was like they're spelling they're all nerds (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why but that really makes me laugh oh it's so it's so funny so um so yes (laughs) that was that was the adventure what did you think of the performance you know, it didn't take long into the performance to be like, oh, it's Metal World Peace. And oh, he's going home immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, yeah. was, it was not doing a lot for me. It was funny for sure. But it was very clear that unfortunately for the Cuddle Monster, Cuddle Monster has a one day contract here on The Masked Singer. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty obvious, especially because I was like, ooh, you know, the fact that I thought that the anteater was like doing good enough to maybe challenge Donut and Candelabra. So then to have the cuddle, mo- cuddle, cuddle monster or cuddly monster. Cuddle. cuddle. Cuddle monster. OK. Yeah. So to have the cuddle monster come in and just kind of like which, by the way, his costume is giant. So I totally get this. But he was just sort of like huffing and puffing around all over the stage. Yeah. Um, but he was like he like he was stomping around, he was jumping around, which again I get is really tough to do in that costume. Plus he did new kids on the block, uh, which um I'm sure Jenny appreciated with the right stuff, which only makes me think of the weird owl version, the white stuff. Um 
So yeah, it was it was fine. The little knit hat with the towel skirt thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why that that's a weird choice to me. I'm like, is he about to go to bed? I guess because he's cuddle monster. So you like cuddle him as you sleep. Right. So that's kind of why. Yeah, he's that's exactly a- what they were going for. There okay. For well, sure. I get the hat, but I don't get the towel. Like, did he just get out of the shower and then he threw his cap on? I don't. That part I didn't understand, but it was, it was really cute. And it was, you know, this is one of those performances that I'm happy that the this mechanic exists for the what are they called? Wild cards that the wild card mechanic exists because yeah. we get, he gets to just come in. I get to laugh. He has a fun time stomping around out there. And then I get to laugh and I'm reminded of Metal World Pieces nonsense on Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all it, I want. <laughs> it's so funny. It was so funny to see Metal World Peace <laughs> on here. So obviously we get to the bottom two for the SmackDown and the bottom two consists of Metal World Peace, a.k.a. Carl Monster and the Ant Eater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a slaughter. <laughs> um, yeah. Not much to report here. Cuddle Monster does their thing, and Eater does their thing, and it's done. They both did Can't Stop This Feeling by Justin Timberlake. And uh, yeah, it was fun while it lasted for the Cuddle Monster, but the Cuddle Monster is out. The Cuddle Monster is out. I am down another player, singer, yep. contestant. Mm-hmm rough uh but you know what we're going strong i'm feeling good about the candelabra and i do think that the right person stayed here which um yeah so the song was we can't stop or can't stop the feeling we can't stop the the justin timberlake song um and uh and i think you know the cuddly monster wasn't bad but anteater is just better (laughs) (laughs) well Liana, do you want a recap of who we have left now, each in uh, the draft? Yes, I do, but I would like to make one more point that was really funny about the SmackDown was they picked like the tallest and then the smallest costume to go against each other, and that mm-hmm. also made me laugh. The fact that the cuddly monster was two times as big as the anteater, yeah, that made for a really funny visual during the SmackDown. But yes, you can continue now. Oh, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Uh, so in Group A. You have, like we said, Gazelle and S'more, and I have the cow. Okay. In group B, I believe you have nobody. Uh, (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) In group B, I have the husky. I also have the sea queen and tiki. Yeah. And then in group C, I have the donut to your candelabra and anteater. So... Yeah, I've got one in every group. You have two in two groups, and then I have everyone in group B. Yep. <laughs> so you'll definitely have one person for sure guaranteed. in the finale. Yeah, guaranteed least. in the finale. Yeah. Uh, so that's so you have, definitely you're the over, for you. Yeah, you're the favorite going into having two in the finale right now. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. I do feel like, at least based on the previous performances that I've got. Uh, potentially the winner coming out of A and C, but genuinely you never know. It could easily be the case where I have absolutely zero people (laughs) in the final three and you, it's a clean sweep for you, but you know what? We'll find out next week. And then I guess two weeks from now, (laughs) because um, I have no one in group B, which is fine. It's all fine. 
I think that the uh, what's it called? I think that the big thing for me is if they do eliminate two in one go, mm-hmm. then I think there's a world where um, I prevail more so mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like the donut, if the donut is going to be touching so many people, inspiring so many people at the show, then mm-hmm. the donut could survive a 2v1. Yeah. Whereas I think if it's a methodical one, then one, then you left with the last one, I think then Candelabra will probably win. So something like that, I could see having an impact for, you know, depending on who goes. But either way, we're going to have fun. Next week is Disco Night with Group A. Yes, Disco Night with Group A. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the Wikipedia page now, and it has the date as the 29th, not the 22nd. Are they skipping a week? Um, let me double check. So they yeah, have it. It's a, a rerun next, next week. Next week is a rerun? Yeah. Well, that kind of answers our question then of we're going to get three episodes for one from each group and then an, and then one more and then there's a boot. Yeah, you're 100% correct on that because, yeah, so next week is going to be a rerun of Trolls Night. Then on the 29th, I assume the 6th and the, the 13th, we'll get the 111. So group A, group With B, the finale C, on the 20th. And then the finale on the 20th. That's my guess. Which is so funny because they also had a week delayed because of the World Series. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were expecting to lose more time with the World Series. I mean, it's Thanksgiving, so like I understand why, like U.S. Thanksgiving, so I understand why they wouldn't have an episode that week. Because oh, actually, yes. so so the um, Lego Masters was twelve episodes last season, but now they're cutting it back down to ten. So if Massinger ah. had fourteen. They could cut mm-hmm. it down to 11, 12. How many did I say? Whatever. So I don't know. It's, a, it's definitely a possibility. Should we watch Snake Oil instead? What? No. Okay. I'm just saying because they're rerunning the premiere and uh, <laughs> we can watch Snake Oil. I think instead. we are oh my comfortable. God. Wait, I could make you watch Snake Oil for the 20... Liana controls your life for 24 hours. Hold on, let me write that down. Okay, well, that's uh, mean, but whatever. That's cool. Maybe it's good. I mean, even if it is good, uh, I don't know how I feel about adding a whole other show into my roulette of shows that I have to cover right now. Well, you just have to... You don't have to cover it. You just have to watch one episode and then tell me about it. Oh, you're so you're not even watching it. <laughs> no, I want you to report back like a book report. <gasps> oh my god, I should make you write a book report or make a diorama. Did you ever have to make a diorama? No, uh, maybe like actually probably stuff. Probably it's like it's like essentially you put a little thing in a shoebox and you like glue sand to the. No, the I've never ground. done that. No, you never done that. Okay, maybe we'll do that for your twenty four hours. Okay, well, Liana, this brings us to the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. We hope you've had fun with us. Let everybody know. What are you up to? What are the projects you have going on at the moment? Yes. So in addition to having Puya make me a diorama, I am podcasting about... Oh, yeah. Marisa and I released Lego Masters last week. So we covered 
three more episodes, five, six, and seven. And then we're only going to have one more because there's only 10 episodes in Massing or in, um, in Lego Masters this season. So we're going to be back at the end to do eight, nine, and 10. So that'll be through the finale, which I'm really excited about. And then for the BB, which we have this week, we're going to have guest Maggie Morgan and we're going to talk about all things auction. We're going to talk, unfortunately, about fish eyes and all that fun stuff. So those are the two things that I'm working on. Oh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Liana R-H-A-P. Thank you so much, Liana. Y'all can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. That is where I am when I am not podcasting. If you were confused by what Liana meant about controlling my life, uh, it's been a whole thing on my Twitch. So that's a fun challenge I have coming up soon. So you can find me over there to see what's going on. As far as podcasts go, I've been having a good time talking Traders Canada with Brian Scally. We've been having a good time both doing the recaps and the exit interviews. And uh, 90 Day Fiance, a show that's very much consumed my life for the last couple of years, but especially in the last couple of months uh, with two shows going side by side. I have both coverage of the OG season and the other way with Sasha and Scally this uh, week. So you can check those out. And I was on the postseason slot. If you have been watching Big Brother and you wanted your, you know, a little bit more of a taste, you've been you've been trying to get that itch scratched. We got you and check out the slop if you're a patron of RHAP. Thank you so much for listening to us this week. We'll be unmasking you next week at Disco Night, a.k.a. Group A finale. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there?